And there's a strike out of Trout. So Christian Bergman. Got him chasing. Today, we're going to talk about uh, some success principles um, that I've that have kind of come to mind over the last couple weeks um, as we've started. Uh, we closed on our on our second deal here, and you're obviously out here now, um, really overseeing most of uh, really all the project management at that deal. And uh, it got me thinking about some stuff that I learned, you know, in baseball, which is obviously teamwork and stuff like that. And Something I run into when I'm talking to investors that have kind of an entrepreneurial mindset is that they want to do everything themselves. And the fact is that you can only get so far doing everything yourself. And so at a certain point, if you want to grow past that point, you're going to have to bring on other people to help you. Sure. And so, you know, that's something that I've seen just over the last couple of weeks with having you involved and everything. So, you know, let's, let's back up a little bit and just talk a little bit about like your, like your background and how now you're applying that to what we're doing at our second property. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, you've been trying to get me to move out here for quite some time. Uh, and we finally found uh, a fit that, uh, I can apply my skill set to, uh, prior to coming out here, I worked for one of the LA City Council members um, for a decade, and uh, I would oversee the rollout of city services. There are over a dozen city departments, um, whether it's tree trimming, street resurfacing, um, you know, a sewer collapses or a water main burst. The city infrastructure is very old. There were all kinds of projects, and I mean, I remember earlier this year, you were telling me about you know, moving away from single family, getting involved in the apartments. Um, and, you know, we kept kind of circling back to it. It was like, there's a lot of project management um, that goes into apartments just because you have so many units, uh, you've got a, you know, a big piece of, of land that you got to manage. And, you know, I think we both had the light bulb moment, um, you know, about the same time it was like, holy smokes, like this is exactly what I did for 10 years much smaller scope instead of dealing with an entire district you're dealing with uh you know an individual property and uh, i remember it was after you closed the first deal i'm like okay hey, i see where this is going you know let me know when you find the next one like i'm on board because whatever it is that needs to happen behind the scenes uh, to make the property go and, and operate smoothly i believe i bring that skill set to the table um and here we are in arizona yeah so you know, when we were first talking about this, I had in my mind that you were going to be more on the investor relations side, maybe sure. capital raising, stuff mm -hmm. like that, which I think you can also do. But um, like you said, I didn't really plan on the project management piece being sure. such a big part, but, you know, um, just getting my hands dirty in mm -hmm. our first property, there's a lot of work that goes into asset management. And oh, that yeah. was really a you know a stabilized deal there's not mm -hmm. a, we don't have a big capex budget sure, we're not doing sure. a whole lot of projects mm -hmm. you know we have a unit mm -hmm. turn here and there yeah uh, we just did a landscaping project um, so i'm really just checking in on that and we actually completed it but on this next deal big project and like you yeah. said uh, you're used to dealing with an entire city mm -hmm. so dealing with one property mm -hmm. 
probably seems very, I don't know, um, I don't want to say easy, but like manageable. It's, it's a much narrower scope yeah. uh, because our district, we had uh, one of the wealthiest areas. Uh, we also had one of the most impoverished areas in the San Fernando Valley uh, in Los Angeles. So you can't really apply you know, one thing across the entire district, you need to know like what each community needs. And even within those communities, there's smaller subsets where it's like, okay, like this neighborhood kind of behaves this way. You know, this is the way we need to approach things. Um, if you're dealing with one property, I, I think it's a lot easier just because you're, you're at a micro level rather than a macro level. Um, and there's a lot of overlap just in, you know, how, you know, we approach the tenants through our project management uh, company and uh, I'm sorry, through the property management company and then, you know, how the general contractor is, is going to do the work. So there's a lot of those like, you know, noise, dust, you know, just all the commotion that goes on with construction. I dealt with that, but it was on a neighborhood basis. This is like, okay, hey, we got 39 units. How do we reduce the impact to those 39 tenants so that we can knock out this project quickly, efficiently, um, and you know, just improve their quality of life, uh, you know, while also minimizing that you know construction impact yeah. uh, to them. And you know, r related to that, um, we had our first meeting after we uh, closed on the property. Yeah. And I mean, you arranged the whole thing pretty much. Um, we had our GC there, and mm -hmm. then electrician, plumbing, yep. you know, all the uh, all the different trades there, and. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I just kind of showed up <laughs> um, and, you know, we, were, we sat down for an hour with these guys and, and you were going through stuff that I never, <laughs> I don't want to say never, but I would not have picked up on as quickly. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have even have known to look at these certain things and, and it was already getting done. Uh, and we had a really productive meeting, and, yeah. and I think this project's going to go really well because of your expertise. Now, you have next to no experience in real estate. I have but zero experience in real estate. In <laughs> fact, I actively avoided it because it was so intimidating. Right. <laughs> and I, and hopefully now you're seeing that it's not intimidating. No. Like it it takes you know there are certain principles and sure, and a, but a skill set that you already have. Mm -hmm that is very applicable to mm -hmm. what we're doing now. And, you know, I had the realization definitely at that meeting, but even a little before that, the, the value of having someone else on your team mm -hmm. working in some capacity, whether it's big or small, sure, has a huge impact on the entire project. And it has allowed me to free my time up and do other things mm -hmm. involved with the other property. And like, yeah. you know, I'm looking back now and I'm thinking, God, if, like if you weren't here doing this, I, you know, I, I shudder to think what, yeah, how much time I would actually have to myself. It would get done. It would just take a lot longer, right? right? Because that hour, you know, that you're spending doing something else while I'm doing what I'm doing, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. You got to eat, you got to sleep, uh, you know, you need to have some personal time. Um, but, you know, I think it would just take longer to accomplish the same end goal. So, uh, I mean, when I was at the city, you have uh, a city hall office, they're focusing on communications, on policy, field office, you have field deputies that go out into each individual community, they really have like their finger on the pulse, so to speak. So each person 
is playing to their strengths. And then also in hiring out those positions, you're looking for people. Like if you're gonna be a field rep, you need someone who can go out to a community meeting and speak to 40, 50, 60 people, uh, answer difficult questions. Uh, you can imagine that in that line of work, uh, there's a lot of people that you know have some nasty things to say. Um, but uh, you know, if you're doing something more on the policy side, you're going to look for someone you know who's more analytical. For example, uh, you just want to put those different puzzle pieces together and assemble, um, you know, a team where people are playing to their strong suits, so you can get the most done. Yeah, and you know, I, I think about it in terms of like a baseball team, mm -hmm. right? You've got relievers, you've mm -hmm. got starters, you've got position players, you've got yeah. You know, and within position players, you've got catchers, infielders, outfielders. Yep. You've got all these different pieces to a team. And I mean, hell, you even break up pitching now. You've got middle relievers, yep. you've got long relievers, mm -hmm. you've got high leverage guys, yep. you've got closers, you know, you've got all these different roles. And I see the same things, especially in multifamily, because we're talking like large assets. Sure. And, you know, I, I just think about the process of acquiring the property. Mm -hmm. How many different people are involved in that? I think when we, when we closed our first deal, I think I went back and looked at, like, how many different people were involved yeah. just in up and from start yeah. until we closed. Dozens. It was, like, 35 yeah. people. <laughs> you know, you have inspectors. <laughs> you have surveyors. Yeah. Attorneys. Mm -hmm. Brokers. Sellers. Sure. Buyers. You have all the partners on ours. Like, mm -hmm. there's just so many people. So, yeah. um, I think that you know one of these success principles, whether we're talking baseball, uh, business, real estate, anything, is that sure you may you may be able to get so far mm -hmm. on your own, but usually now there is like if you have too small a thing and you have too mm -hmm. many cooks in the kitchen, yeah, that can be counterproductive. Mm -hmm. But usually having another person working on your side on something and delegating tasks out mm -hmm. is usually a very positive thing and I think is a key to success in just about any field. And I'm starting to see that, you know, obviously I saw it in baseball, but now I'm starting to see it in, mm -hmm. in real estate as well. And um, so just one of the things I think that holds people back is they want to do everything themselves. They want to have a hundred percent of this. Mm -hmm. instead of 30% of yeah. this. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think in, in cases like that, you'll have people who they're trying to do a task that they are just not good at doing. Um, I mean, I, I believe it came up at one of Ryan's masterminds, and I, I've seen it elsewhere where it's like, hey, if you're not good at X, don't do it anymore. Right. Hire someone to do it or find a partner, you know, that's going to join forces with you because you're not good at this. Stop doing it. It's getting in your way. Right. It's slowing you down. Right. Um, it may actually, you know, be destructive to your to your end goal. So, yeah, it's really important just to take a an honest look at yourself and your skill set and say, OK, like, here's the, the corridor where I perform best. I need to be here over here. I need, you know, this person to do this uh, and, and so on. Pause. I'll make sure this is still recording. It's blinking. Okay, <clears throat> okay well, what did you just finish saying? Um, <clears throat> that each person, like this is where my skill set is, I need to be in this corridor. This person has this skill set, they gotta be in that corridor. 
Yeah, and and I recognized early on <laughs> that your skill set works very well on construction management, mm -hmm. project management as a whole. Yeah. And when I think about it, like, you know, I guess if I really think of, think about it, I could probably find some sort of project that I managed. Mm -hmm. And could I be competent at it? Probably. But you're already competent at it. You spent 10 years doing it. Yeah. So, like, from the starting point of right now, mm -hmm. you're going to be way ahead of, uh, of my skill set, and that allows us all to go much further. Yeah, absolutely. It lets you focus on finding and underwriting deals, uh, you know, talking to the brokers and all that. Um, you know, I'll talk to the contractor or the subs or the city, you know, whoever I need to talk to. It's, you know, I, I know that that field, right? right? Um, and I think it's good to have an understanding of, you know, like the bigger picture, how all the pieces fit together, just because that helps you do your job better. But it's like, I'm not an underwriting expert like you are. Like, you can I, I, you know, I could be, I, I could figure it out. It would take me, you underwrite a deal in what, 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. Give me an hour, you know? <laughs> so, but you see how it's like, okay, you can sit down, you can look at four, maybe five deals in the span of an hour. I'd be sitting there like, you know, clicking through, you know. And and I had to go through that. Yeah. You know? and, it, and it took yeah. four, all of four months sure. to get to that point. Yeah. At the same time, it's also like, sitting and, and doing that type of analysis is not the most exciting thing for me. I know you eat it up. Conversely, you know, like going to meetings and being, you know, boots on the ground of the property. I know that's something that you're not super interested in. I love doing that. Um, I mean, I'm uh, a community builder at heart. So like getting on the property and seeing like, hey, here's how this is actually going to affect, you know, these tenants and, and just this neighborhood overall. Like I get really fired up by that. Yeah. Like even now, you right. know, just talking about it. It's like I'm excited yeah. to do it. And that, that goes back to something I've always said is if you're good at something. Yeah. Um, not only are you going to be naturally like sure. better at it than someone who's yeah. not good at it, mm -hmm. but if you also enjoy it, yeah. you're going to do all these extra things too be because you enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. I will literally sit in my office for three hours yeah. scouring the internet yeah. you know, for deals, looking at deals, reading reports. Yeah, missing lunch. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I don't eat till four o'clock in the afternoon because I'm so wrapped up in, yeah. you know, just like stuff that probably doesn't interest a lot of people. Yeah. And so if like, if you were to try and go do your own deals now, mm -hmm. who's going to have the edge in finding that deal? Not me. I am because I'm yeah. going to spend five hours looking yeah, for it exactly. know, in one day without eating, without yeah. getting up mm -hmm. much to my body's detriment. But <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, on the project management management side, You've already said like sometimes a lot of times it is very helpful and you need to get on the property mm -hmm. and you know see what's going on and stay on top yeah. of people and stuff like that. That sounds like work to me. Yeah. You know. You yeah. love doing it, you love going down there and, mm -hmm. and talking to people and so it really just speaks to how much further you can go um, with, you know, people in the right seats. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I could underwrite a deal, you could go to the property, but it's like we're much better suited in our respective realms doing what we enjoy doing you know because to me it, it doesn't feel like work right um and same for you otherwise you wouldn't sit there five six hours you know <laughs> looking at spreadsheets <laughs> so yeah to to kind of wrap it up like one one the key takeaway from this mm -hmm. is that you know in the beginning when you don't have any revenue or have no way and even that's not really a 
um, something holding you back because there are ways that if you're doing real estate, if you're flipping houses mm -hmm. or whatever, you can do profit splits. There are all sure. different ways that you can have someone else involved mm -hmm. uh, in what you're doing. And yeah. definitely, I think, uh, a key to success and uh, something that will allow you to level up and go to the next level, mm -hmm. of course, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Not everybody wants to go to a billion dollars or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, but in order to get usually to the next level, you're going to have to have help doing it and have someone who's good at mm -hmm. what you're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you need someone to kind of shore up, uh, you know, your weaknesses. Um, and also it helps to have, you know, a, another look at things. You know, you have someone to bounce ideas off of, brainstorm with, um, you know, it's, it's you're putting together a team and, you know, you want to win. Teamwork is the key. Indeed it is. Well, sick. All right, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.